0: Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with writer guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in his province, growing the game we love. Now. Here's Ballsy. Well thanks for checking out the podcast and when you're about to spend some of that hard-earned money, I hope you remember these fine sponsors like Regina Sports Performance Center one of our title sponsors located at 1464 Broadway Avenue a new center of excellence for the training and rehabilitation of Saskatchewan's elite athletes featuring indoor football and soccer fields, three-on-three basketball courts and cardio and weight training facilities all under one roof plus veteran therapist Scott Anderson is on site for your physical rehab needs. Our first quarter is brought to you by Face First Medical Aesthetics. Above Gabbo's on Dooney Avenue in downtown Regina, hold off father time in a naturally looking way. Chrisinda is known for her caring, no pressure approach. You can find Face First on all social media platforms. For the first time since 2010, the U of S Huskies will finish first in the Can West as they get set to wrap up their regular season versus the Calgary Dinos at Griffith Stadium where they carry in a 10-game home winning streak. Let's catch up with slotback Sam Baker of Esterhazy. All right, Sam, first off, you're in our top 50 Can West list uh, as chosen by coaches, players, and media that I'm uh, running on YouTube. Have you watched any of the episodes yet?
1: Absolutely, yeah, I've been uh, tuned in. I've seen, well, handful of them have had some hot tea guys, so I had to check it out. But, yeah, for sure, it's been great. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of the guys have been liking the recognition and stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's an awesome thing.
0: Yeah, we're into our uh, fifth episode just released. Go to Growing the Game with Ballsy Facebook page as we try to highlight these great student-athletes. And I don't think people really realize, unless I, I, I tweeted this the other day and put it on Facebook too, I don't think people really realize unless you're going through it as a student or have a kid going through it, just what a grind it is for a student athlete.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, there's there's a lot it's just besides the sports, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. So just to reiterate, what are you taking in school, Sam?
1: Uh, I am taking, well, I guess I graduated with my sociology degree last spring. Mm-hmm. So I have that. And now, like this year, I'm just kind of taking just whatever any, any kind of classes just basically to just be registered and stuff but yeah no I, I graduated already so mm-hmm. yeah now I'm just basically waiting until to to afterwards I guess to he's that degree
0: so you're going you're going to school taking classes to play football was it your choice to come back from the Argos or their choice or how did that come about
1: uh I mean there wasn't really much discussion in it I just it happened like they just thought it was best for me to come back and play the extra year and I mean for me ultimately obviously I wanted to go there and make the roster but it kind of ended up being a win-win because you know I, I love coming back here and being able to play play another year with these guys, and, you know, we think we've got something special going on here, so we're just going to keep that going, I think.
0: Well, we're going to talk about that in a second. Now, I know uh, you went to camp with Toronto as a receiver, but also a long snapper. Are you long snapping with the Huskies? I have to admit, I've only seen highlights of your games because of the Ryder stuff and everything going on with my own kid. I haven't been to any Mm -hmm. of your games live. Are you long snapping with the Huskies? Uh, This year, uh, I was doing it a little bit at the
1: start of the year, but we have another guy, Carter Dahl, another receiver, Who's kind of been doing the, the the long snapping as far as punts and stuff, just uh, just because coach didn't want me, you know, always on the mm-hmm. field and stuff being the main guy on offense. But I've been doing all the the short team and field goal snapping as well so i'm in on that and then basically just i mean always repping the long snapping every practice and stuff but that's just where it sits right now
0: do you think you can carve yourself out a nice pro career of being a special team or maybe part-time receiver but being like a long snapper uh you
1: know i honestly yeah i could i mean i'm getting paid the same if i'm catching balls or snapping a ball right so uh yeah i mean if hey if that's really what they want me to do i would be gladly you know put on another whatever 15 pounds and get bulk up a bit and just snap balls or whatever they would want me to do
0: your biggest problem with no disrespect has been your availability they say that's your best ability availability but that hasn't been the case this year i know you like any football player you might have a a tweak here or a pull there but how's your season gone so far
1: uh well so far knock on tap knocking on wood here it's been it's gone pretty good so far i haven't been banged up too bad yet so basically I mean as we all know it's basically just your team needs to stay healthy for the end of the year I mean now it comes the last few games of the regular season teams are banged up so guys are just trying to stay whatever stay up 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 and just have their bodies ready for the playoffs obviously is what we're kind of looking at too so
0: and this is Esther Hazy, Sam Baker. Esther Hazy touchdown maker, Sam Baker. So you've got a big game against the Calgary Dinos. What's the mentality of the team going in in terms of are you going to rest guys? I would suggest you go full tilt. A, you want to be hitting the playoffs in stride. And B, if you get a chance to bury these guys, you want to eliminate them from playoff contention because they're the defending champs.
1: Absolutely. I think that's, uh, that's the exact way we're going into this week, too. I know coaches and players are all, yeah, exactly. We're focused on one thing, and that's beat the Dinos. Because, I mean, we all know how Calgary can be in the playoffs. So, yeah, if we can erase them from the whole picture, I mean, that would that would definitely help us out on our side. But, I mean, hey, it's just any other week. and uh, O at the start of the week. We got Calgary this week, so that's all I know of right now. And that's, uh, that's what we're looking ahead to a uh, Saturday at 2 o'clock.
0: Yeah, and guess what? Isn't it amazing? Like, you look at it, quite an accomplishment. First time since 2010. Since 2010 that the Huskies have finished first in the Can West and, and are going to host the playoffs right through. And you got some good home field advantage there. It's nice to have home cooking.
1: Oh, absolutely. It I really does. I mean people might not understand, but being at home really does uh, make the world of a difference just through travel, through Sleeping in your own bed just through, you know, just being hard for time. I mean, you already, everything's laid out for you. So, yeah, I know that. Securing first, I mean, just being a part of the team that has been able to do it in, like, whatever, like you said, the last 10, 11 years, it's been, I know, I think, I think it's special to us, but like coaches said to us the next day, I mean, first place guarantees nothing. I mean, we know that we have home playoffs throughout it, but hey, we still got to win games to stay at home, right? So that's kind of how we look at
0: it. I want to look at uh, your offense for a second here. Adam Macker doesn't have the numbers that he had last year, but I think it's because your offense is more balanced, including with you and Cheen in the backfield. So those numbers can be deceiving. I've been told he's playing as as well as he played last year when I think he got ripped off from the Heck Crichton Trophy. Uh,
1: I think uh, a lot of people could say that he got ripped off, yeah, but... Oh, absolutely, and I think that's just, I mean, like you said, his numbers might be up, but hey, we're we're winning games, we're beating teams hard on the scoreboard, and I don't think, I mean, obviously guys, you know, numbers are numbers, and it's there, but I think this year everyone's just more so focused just at the task at hand, just week in, week out, who our opponent, opponent is, and just focus on stacking the wins, I mean, Stats are stats, but yeah, I think this year everyone kind of has a little bit of different, uh, different meaning from here this yeah.
0: year. So yeah, you want some national exposure, chance to go win a Vanier Cup. This is probably uh, uh, you know the Huskies' best chance to win it over the last number of years. This is a really good football team with a with a good chance to get out of Can West, and if you can do that, who knows? Sky's the limit. Uh, but another case of stats lying. Mason Nias has 14 touchdown passes and two interceptions. Two touchdowns were taken off the board in UBC. Another one was dropped in the end zone and he has played in some interesting weather conditions including against the Rams where he put up over 300 yards so when you look at the stats he's trailing Joseph of Calgary who by the way is a pretty good quarterback too and he's got two great weapons in the Philpott boys who have racked up some big yards in a couple of games so that's where the stats kind of lie too but going back to your quarterback what's it like to play with this dude I saw him throw three passes in the highlights on on the Huskies Twitter feed the deep ball to you where he threw it about 45 yards down the field I don't think he could have driven it down any better than in a golf cart he threw a sideline route to you and the only place he could put it was in your hands or it's incomplete and then his rolling out pass he rolls out to his right throws it the Perry down the sidelines and that kid it basically mm-hmm. is a walk-in touchdown just talk about playing with Mason Knives because I don't think he gets enough credit
1: No, and absolutely. I mean, I came in my first year. I mean, Mason also came in that same year. We were roommates that first year, and I think just the relationship between us has been extraordinary. And just for him himself, I mean, the kid is an absolute genius. I mean, when we talk playbook-wise and film, and he just wants to go out there and just be the best for the team, and he's such a team guy and just in practice. And, I mean, you don't – I mean, yeah, you can talk about his action and stuff, but just uh, the way he is as a as a person and the way he leads us as an offense, I think, is kind of his biggest. I mean, not strength, but just like that ability for him to just come to the huddle every, be so calm and you know, run us as an offense is just amazing. And then obviously, yeah, I just feel like the year he's having between his pass yards and touchdowns. I mean, I mean, he it, could do this every year, but obviously, it's just getting highlighted this year with the the wins and stuff. So I'm just I'm happy for him, and I mean, the sky's the limit, obviously, for that kid.
0: And what's it like to uh, catch a pass from that guy? Like, like sometimes I would think in the cold in the cold weather, it's not a it's not a very nice thing sometimes to try to catch one of those bullets.
1: You know what? I think, uh, and this, this is kind of a funny story. You might not even believe me here. I mean, this. Could, I mean, um, a, lot, a couple other receivers could uh, speak for this too. But Mason is uh, when he we went there for warm up, and he's he really likes to warm up his shoulder before you know he starts throwing throwing throw, he starts throwing balls and stuff. So. Take a lot of time getting warm, but I I don't I don't want to warm up, warm up with him as a receiver because he throws that ball so hard within seven yards away from you. He's trying to whatever everyone on his show and honestly, if I don't have gloves on, I can only catch about ten balls before my hands start getting hard, so hard, stingy and just red and stuff. So. I know the guy has cannon kind of an arm, but uh, yeah. Do you ever come hey, back that's... to
0: Do you ever come back to the huddle and say to him, "Hey, dude, like take a little bit off that. I'm running a five yard dig. Come on, man." <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I mean, hey, I'm just happy he's throwing me the ball sometimes, so uh, that's that. But yeah, no, I mean, definitely could come back and say take it easy a bit, but for sure.
0: Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna critique the guy that's uh, getting you some good stats. <laughs> lastly, yeah, exactly.
1: I'm not gonna start telling him how to do his own
0: job. So that's right. And lastly, talk about one of your teammates. When I look up football player, I've said this a number of times you'd be in that category you're kind of like a, a a ray Elgard or a jason claremont type of player uh i wouldn't say you're a burner but i've never seen you not be able to catch up to a ball so i think sometimes mm-hmm. 40s are overrated like you've got good football speed but how about colton Claussen? and he's come back with a chip on his shoulder his last go around with the huskies and uh he is the yin to your yang in the receiving core
1: oh yeah absolutely i mean i like to call him our little swiss Army nice between him running balls in the backfield and catching balls on the field but yeah i mean that kid is a staple of Husky football and I'm sure you've read that and just uh, the heart and will he has to literally do anything to, to help a team or help anyone succeed. So yeah, that kid is, I mean, I have like to say I'm dedicated and stuff, but, and I work hard, but yeah, that kid has, uh, will beat any, has anyone topped on hard work or, and will. So, I mean, like you said, he's been a huge staple for us in the passing game this year. And I think just as a team guy, just having him on the field that obviously makes the world of a difference as far as, uh, Defenses want to do too, so
2: and
1: he's uh, yeah, he's a reason too, so
0: yeah, so and lastly, um. Would I be correct in saying this? Just watching your game from afar and looking at the stats, and I mentioned him earlier here in the interview. Maybe one of the under the radar X factor guys, if you guys are to have a great run, might be Daniel Perry. Everybody knows about Baker, they know about Kloss and Ewan and of course Mackert and But what about Perry? He's really uh, raised his game, I think, this year.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Perry's been yeah been here for a few years, and I mean the kid. I've always thought saw the kid as just a very crisp route runner. I mean, he was never like too flashy, but he just ran very crisp out I mean, he always had a little bit of trouble with the playbook but i think as obviously the years come now he's an older more vet guy kind of been had game situations in the last few years so he's definitely really stepped up his game and like you're kind of talking about before you know calgary you know they might have the two Philpots pots and you look at us you know we might have baker and cross but i really believe like across our five guys across the receiving court really are all i mean you can throw the ball to any single one of them and they're all going to make plays so whether you have guys keyed in on me, everyone's going to open it up or keyed in on Klaus, you know, about me. So I think whatever we're doing is working. So we're just going to stick with that. And yeah, but like you said, Terry's definitely going to be uh, in the next year or two here, going to be one of the top receivers coming out of to, these to So.
0: All right, man. Well, uh, good luck finishing off the dinos and uh, finishing with, uh, you know, just one loss in the loss column as you head to the playoffs. Thanks for this, uh, Sam. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I appreciate uh, appreciate the time that you took to uh, get an interview. So have a,
0: have a good one, Baldy. Where there's sports, there's Ballsy. Time for Ballsy's Sports Shorts. Well, it is time now for some sports shorts. The NHL's Gary Bettman showed this week that he truly is the worst commission sports, but at least he doesn't hide what a smug, arrogant, know-it-all jerk he is. Former Raiders coach John Gruden might sue the NFL over his leaked emails. Word is he's on the hunt for an attorney. Judging by his emails, a white, straight, male attorney. Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley is stepping away from the team indefinitely because of his mental health. Now there's an option to consider, responded everybody on the Detroit Lions roster. The NFL has repeatedly fined Dallas Cowboys receiver CeeDee Lamb for wearing an untucked jersey. Okay, fine, but when will Deshaun Watson of the Texans get in trouble for missing pants? Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is advising the Mets on revamping their front office. But sources say so far all he's done is make stadium hot dogs 20% larger. And Ronaldo is expecting twins with Georgina Rodriguez. Good to see that at least soccer players can score off the field. belt high snap no rush and he sends this one into the air not a great kick this time a flutter ball Borsa on the run up at his 38 running to this right side of the field he's got a wall across the 40 to the 45 dodges the tackler 50 and he's close to midfield nice run by Kyle Borsa Time to recognize a second title sponsor here in Growing the Game with Ballsy. That'd be Kevin Welsh of Hammer Time Roofing. He got on board with this podcast and is a great community guy who's spoken with his wallet, supporting football at the grassroots level and his beloved Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Hammer Time Roofing is Saskatoon's only CertainTeed roofing business. They specialize in GAF, CertainTeed, and Malarkey roofing products and offer a manufacturer's warranty. Give Hammer Time Roofing a call at 262Roof, the best roofers in the business. And thanks to Kevin for hooking me up with a sweet orange HammerTime Roofing shirt and a hat that actually looks pretty good on me. Anytime I wear a hat, looks like I'm checking a crop. I have to wear it backwards, but now with this HammerTime Roofing hat, thanks Kevin. Our second quarter sponsor is Paul Waldo at Royal Page in Regina. Get in the real estate game with the three-time Grey Cup champ by calling 306-502-5355. Time now to talk with the U of R Rams outstanding running back Kyle Borsa about the heartbreaking season for the boys in the Horns and his future football plans. Well, as we chat here, uh, it's his birthday today, his 23rd birthday. God, what I wouldn't give to be 23 again and look like this guy, Kyle Borsa, twisted steel and sex appeal. How are you, birthday boy?
2: I'm good, thanks. Uh, no other place I'd rather be than on Baldy's podcast for my 23rd birthday. So it's a good day.
0: Awesome, buddy. Okay, so it it hasn't been uh, good days recently for the Rams. What is this the most frustrating season of football you've been a part of, other than the one where you didn't play and had to watch from the stands?
2: Uh, yeah. In terms of uh, the outcomes of the game, definitely. Um, I mean, there's only I think the three games that. We lost and and
0: we were leading. I think
2: those are the three games, like, most most devastating games I've ever been a part of. So, um, yeah, I mean, lots of life lessons to learn from this year for sure.
0: Yeah, no kidding, man. You've learned a lot of life lessons uh, with adversity and things like that. (laughs) It's almost mind-boggling. Up. What sixty nothing in Manitoba? Turn the radio broadcast off. I turn it back on or check it out on Twitter. You lose. You're up twenty three to nothing against the uh, UBC Thunderbirds. Lose thirty one thirty in overtime. And then what just happened here in Alberta? What, like, like that's always been a tough place for the Rams to play. It doesn't matter your record, how well you're playing. Foot field almost has been kryptonite for the Rams. What happened in that game?
2: You can't really put your finger on it. There's lots of things. I think offensively we were in the red zone seven times and we didn't score touchdowns i mean that's just like when you're in the red zone most teams are playing man at all times you just have to win your one-on-one it's pretty simple um we didn't do that um some guys didn't do their jobs on on certain plays and i mean yeah uh the outcome it was what it was and i think the main thing was because we didn't score in the red zone
0: Have you focused on being a a good leader this year through this adversity? You know, we talked about you being away with the suspension for a while, and then uh, you know, you went to Bombers camp, did well there. Uh, Probably an eye-opening experience. Come back to the Rams; it's been a frustrating year. Your O line is young because of injury, and and guys that didn't come back. I think of Andrew Becker. So, uh, how have you um, gotten better as a football player in certain aspects of the game? Not, I'm not talking physically. I'm talking mentally as a leader. Have you been a better leader? Yeah, I
2: believe I believe I've become a better leader this year. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously the circumstances weren't what we were hoping, and uh, but that's football, right? You gotta you gotta go with what you got, and um, guys get hurt, and that's just the way the game is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I have became a better leader through just adversity for sure.
0: Kyle Borsa joining us here. So uh, you do have another year of eligibility left, Kyle. But uh, how are you approaching this? Are you approaching this last game against Manitoba as your last game as the University of Virginia Ram? How, how are you going in with? What's your mindset like?
2: Uh, yeah, I think I think I am approaching it as my last game as a Ram. I don't, I don't really know what the future has in store. I mean, anything can happen. Um, but I think I think I want to kind of start getting my pro career started, and uh, I'd like to. I am going back to Bombers camp. Um, in the spring there. So my plan is to make that team next spring. So I, I am going in with the mindset of this is my last game of the round.
0: So, What's the culture like there in Winnipeg? We really didn't talk about that. They're Canadian from top to bottom with their president, GM, and coach. Uh, they they obviously are a team uh, committed to playing some local players, like I think of Dembski, Oliveira. Uh, they've also you know got Newfell from Saskatchewan on the O-line, and they've gone Canadian at your position running back. What's the culture like there? Is it pretty attractive for you going forward?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, like... I've heard I've heard other teams that kind of they kind of treat teams as like a totem pole where there's some guys on the bottom and other guys on the top. Whereas I think Winnipeg they treat everybody the same. Um, practice roster from all the way to starting quarterback, everyone's treated the same there, and I can I can speak on that through experience. Um, and O'Shea also has a big has a big uh, culture of people. You either fit in or you can you can finish the rest. But uh, yeah yeah I think. I think, uh, yeah, they do a great job at establishing their culture there, and I think their record reflects that.
0: So, Kyle, I talked to you a, a little bit into training camp, and you were running off your feet because Harris wasn't uh, participating in camp, so you were getting a lot of reps. Overall, how did they evaluate you? How did you evaluate yourself? Like, what were their thoughts about you? And were they upset at all that you came back to play for the Rams?
2: Well, in terms of how camp was, I think it was, it was a big eye-opener. Uh, you don't really understand how different the playbooks are until you really get there they're a big it's a big shift um there's a lot more to learn but uh yeah I mean I think when I when I chose to came back I don't think the the running back coach the running back coach is kind of surprised because he he thought I had a really good camp and he was expecting me to stay so yeah when I left he was kind of surprised and um but I don't know it is what it is and uh they all they all respected what I chose to do and Mm -hmm. um they just wish me best luck and yeah, and we're still on talking terms today.
0: So, well, no, and I think it was a good move by you when you think about it, because you didn't have a lot of actual uh, game snaps, uh, pr- you know, in in university football act, you know, uh, because of your suspension and other things, you didn't really get a a chance to show what you could do. And this year, it's kind of been a little bit hindered, I think, because of the O line play. And that's no disrespect to the guys in front of you, but they're young, they're learning. So you've played behind a young offensive line. So I think it was a good move, but. Would I be fair to say maybe it's like, okay, I better if I get a chance now and I go back there, I better stick around for a PR spot because A, I don't want to delay my pro career anymore. And B, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Like I wanna if they give me a chance, I'm gonna stick around there.
2: Uh yeah, you could probably say that. Um there's also the flip side of that too though. I mean, you see a guy like Nick Daly, who's a really good friend of mine, who who gets released midway through the season and yeah, I mean, I would hate I would hate for that to happen. When I still have eligibility left, right? So, um, I mean, it's it's tough. It's I mean, CFL's a business, so you kind of have to you have to look at both sides of the coin, and you just kind of have to do what's best for you at the end of the day. And um, when that time comes, I'm going to just uh, feel it out and and do
0: what's best for me. So, do you talk to your agent, your dad, uh, Coach McConkey, obviously the Bombers, all of the above, or when it comes down to making a decision? you know what do you are you just you've been through so much are you just going to take time uh, by yourself to decide what to do
2: uh yeah you kind of you kind of talk to everyone and and the great thing about the bombers is that their their staff is super up front with you Kyle Walters he won't he won't uh he's not going to lie to your face or anything he's going to give it to you straight and that's a great thing that, that gives you uh gives you a good feel of what you should do so um yeah I'm I'll be confident and after I talk to everybody and yeah, I'll be confident in my decision.
0: Okay, so let's just go on the premise. This is your last game with the Rams. Are you satisfied with your Rams career? Not, not in the sense. I know it, you're not going to win a championship, so that's a downer. And you're a team guy, but are you satisfied? Because it's been a weird. It's been weird, man. Like you are a, you're a, you're a stud. You're going to be in my top fifty, Can West. And you're going to be pretty high, but if I look at your resume, it's like he he doesn't have a lot of tread off the tires in Can West. So it's been a weird career, Kyle.
2: Yeah, I mean, my career has definitely been unique, you could say. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say I would be satisfied with it um, because I want to be one of those players that um, can take their team and lead their team to a championship. Um, Obviously, I wasn't wasn't able to do that this year. Mm Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I I did the best I could, I felt. I mean, um, I think my last game in U of A was probably my best game um, as a Ram, as a whole, uh, even though the stat sheet doesn't reflect that. Um, there's so many things that happen behind the scenes that people don't really see. So I think I battled really hard this year, um, and it was tough. It was tough, man, because I haven't played in so long, and um, I really had to I had to know what it's like to get hit again and stuff like that. So, there's lots of there's lots of factors that played into it, but uh no, I think the competitor in me wouldn't be satisfied in my Rams career, say I didn't come back. But uh, I mean,
0: that's probably what's going to make your career, uh, career choice tough. Because you don't know for sure what the Bombers would do if they would release you like your friend Nick Daly uh, at any point and then therefore compromising or ending your eligibility. And yet you got a career here with the Rams where you could come back, help this team immensely because you'd be right there as one of the best players, if not the best player in the conference again, and and really help this football team, the Regina Rams, your hometown team, a team your dad played for, and board of directors, all that stuff. Like, it, that is what you're going to be ready wrestling with obviously.
2: Yeah for sure it's tough man like I don't know I don't know what I'm going to do it's uh, it's one of those decisions that uh, they kind of kind of shape shape uh, who you are and mm-hmm. they kind of shape the kind of way your life is going to play out so I don't know it's, it's going to be a tough one but um, we'll see when the time comes.
0: So let's just focus on the game here. I'm going to squeeze one more in here. What's your game goals for this game? Your last game is a Regina Ram. Let's go with that. At home against Manitoba, a season where you should be 4-1, and one, but you're 1-4. and four. Kyle Borsa, 22. What are you going to leave out there? What's your goal for this game?
2: I'm just going to put my body on the line and do everything I can for my team to win. Uh, that's just what football is. It's, it's a team sport. Um, those are the kind of things that you love about it when you kind of get away from it. It's it's battling out there with your brothers um, and putting your body on the line every single play. Uh, I'd say that's just my goal, whether the stat sheet reflects it or not. Um, it's just put my body on the line and just battling for a win.
0: I know your good friend is Mason Nias, so you won't make the playoffs. Can you cheer for Mason Nias, even though he's a Husky, or do you just quietly wish him well and and stew that it's not you?
2: Uh, no, I can cheer for my buddy. I mean, we're we're lifelong buddies, so... I'll, I'll root for him when when playoff time arrives. That's
0: weird too. You guys, ca- you guys share a lot of similar characteristics because your career, like I just said. Probably didn't reach the pinnacle it should if it's over. And Mason Nias has been a guy that hasn't really... He's got a rocket arm, one of the best quarterbacks in Canada coming out of high school. He's playing on a team with Mackert and now you and Chena. Uh, he's got 14 touchdowns and two interceptions and probably could have more with drops and penalties and stuff. It just It's kind of one of those things where both of you guys probably didn't get your just due. He might get it this year, but you guys kind of follow the same path a bit.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um I don't know. I I think it's kind of funny how it plays out that way, but uh yeah, I I would agree with you. I think he's going to get uh his recognition this year though. Um he's obviously having a great year and he's putting up putting up great numbers with that team he has around him. So, I think he'll get his uh he'll get his recognition this year, I think.
0: Well, buddy, however this goes for you, whether you come back for the Rams or go play in Winnipeg or wherever you end up in the CFL, I, I'm sure you're going to get a pro, a pro shot. I just want to say Good job, and you know what I like best about you? You've matured into a good young man. So whether it's in football, whether it's, uh, I don't know, at one time you were talking about chasing, policing, whatever you decide to do, man, best of luck, and I'll be watching, cheering for you either way, okay? All right, thank
2: you, Ballsy. I appreciate it.
0: Well, it's been about 20 months since that pandemic started, and some people are still using it as an excuse not to work out. That or they're just not interested in exercise. In a new study, 39% of North American adults say they work out zero times per week. Now, working out was defined as going to the gym, biking, jogging, or any moderate to intense physical activity for at least 20 minutes. Here are ways that you can exercise without actually, quote, exercising. How about you knit? Do you see many fat 85 year old grannies? When it's that time of year again, Cut your grass with a push mower or scissors. Don't sell meth. Just use it. Another way to exercise without exercising. Tell your significant other what you really think of her in her haircut or how she looks in those jeans and dodge whatever she hurls at you. And another way to exercise and burn off those calories without going to the gym. Have tons and tons of sex. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, man, I tried. It's time to head into the second half of Growing the Game with Ballsy, and our third quarter sponsor is Double Z Ag Sales in Wayburn For grain hauling, grain marketing, and crop insurance, give my buddy Corey Zatarosniak a call at 306-842-2406. The unbeaten Regina Thunder at 8-0 open the playoffs this weekend against the Winnipeg Rifles. Let's talk with their outstanding slot back, Isaac Ford. Before we get to the team, okay, are you a better athlete than your brother-in-law, Ben Hebert?
3: I don't know about that, but uh, I've had the chance to play, play football with him a couple times. and He he played quarterback back in high school a little bit, so
0: uh-huh. we've
3: had a good chance to play together a little bit, but I don't know. One-on-one would be interesting. He's got some size on me for sure.
0: Well, do, you, you don't think you're a better, more accomplished football player than Ben Hebert? He played for the oh, Thunder. I, mean, I think you're better than he was as a football player. Yeah.
3: yeah no, I mean, football player, yeah. I mean, uh, Charlie and anything else to do with uh, – size, and strength, he's probably got me. But, I mean, if he tried to cover me, I don't know if it'd go too well for him.
0: Yeah. Could you curl? Can you curl?
3: Uh, I curled a little bit uh, in high school, but I'm i am pretty amateur for sure. Uh,
0: <laughs> so was football always your first love, Isaac?
3: Uh, yeah, pretty much. I've been playing football since I was about nine years old. Um, it's really – I played soccer a little bit when I was younger, but football has pretty much always been my – go-to sports, and yeah, as I got older, that's pretty much all I played.
0: Even when you went to Luther, the basketball school, you were the football guy. You, you never wanted to play basketball?
3: Uh, I, no, I never played an organized game of basketball in my life. I, I enjoyed basketball, but it just wasn't really... I never really got into it when I was younger Yeah.
0: So if you weren't to play receiver, what position mm. could you play for the Thunder and not embarrass yourself?
3: Uh, I would say defensive back. Yeah. Uh, I played a little bit of that in high school. I, I always liked to the guys you know I should I could bring it back if I had to you
0: know <laughs> but, <laughs> corner so or halfback or safety
3: uh I played safety in high school and CJ probably I'd, I'd go corner for sure okay so so there,
0: help me out with the timeline here getting a little older my memory starts fading were you and shoe teammates with the Lions
3: we were yeah we we're actually the same age so we played together for two full years in grade 11 and 12 so was he quarterback for the Lions then he was wasn't he it was, yeah, yeah, so there's been a little bit of chemistry going for a while
0: here, yeah, so what was that like? Do you guys uh could you complete a pass together in the dark, like Calvillo and Cahoon used to brag about? <laughs> they could do with the alouettes?
3: I mean, I said we, we could have a pretty good chance of doing that for sure, yeah. Um, we've been playing together for a long time now. We've been kind of reflecting on it a bit here over the past couple of games, and it's just it's kind of crazy uh, that we've been playing together so long now and have got the bring it to the next lead, too, so it's, it's been really fun.
0: What's the go-to route between you two? If you had to mm-hmm. bail your team out in the playoffs here, what's your go-to route? Like, he looks at you, you look at him, and boom, we know what we're doing here.
3: I would say a post. Okay. Post is what we've kind of hit in the past and yeah, that's that's kinda of my best deep breath as the post, I would say. So yeah. What's the he key a good ball for that too?
0: What's the key to Isaac Ford getting open on the post? Isaac Ford with two O's. Uh what what's yeah. the key what's the key to you getting open on the post? Is it speed? Is it setting the guy up with a move at the top? What what is your key there?
3: Uh I would say setting a guy up with a move. I you know, I have a little bit of quickness to me, but I'm definitely not the fastest guy out there, so I have to give him a little something at the top of the route and then try and get by him for sure.
0: Coaches weren't sure that Chuck would be able to throw the deep ball. They told me that as much mm-hmm. early in an earlier podcast. Uh, did right. you know all along that this was going to work out with him as quarterback?
2: Oh, yeah.
3: I've, I've been telling the coaches for a while. Like, he was ready for a long time, and he's been working out really, really hard Like in the, as a backup for the first couple of years around the team. and. I, I knew he was ready. He was just waiting for his opportunity for sure.
0: Is that the strength of the offense? The diversity of your receiving core? Because you guys have a like that water bug from Boston. You got yourself. Mm-hmm. You got uh, you know the the, the big long haired guy going down the sidelines making those mm-hmm. catches. Just talk about that.
3: Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's kind of crazy how much depth we actually have at receiver. I we've even talked with our group, and I know like we have a lot of guys that are actually backups that don't even get the chance to travel or dress sometimes that. I think could easily be on some other teams and playing whether it's in the PFC or other leagues, but we have a really deep uh, receiving core for sure. So it's been fun to kind of see what we can do with that. And we're still even growing and figuring out how we can use everybody because we just got so many weapons on the receiving core.
0: Yeah. My buddy, uh, well, my kid, my kid's friend, but uh, I coach him is Alex Barsani. I think he's, I got some pretty good hands. I've been out a couple of your oh, practices. Yeah. No,
3: he's, He's a stud. He will definitely be a superstar in the league at some point, if he keeps on playing.
0: Okay, so talk about your playoff matchup this week as you guys got a bit of a break. That was probably nice to refresh after an 8-0 season. Actually, before we talk about the playoff matchup, let's talk about being 8-0 and how proud mm-hmm. you are. I know guys say, ah, oh, well, you know, we're 8-0, but it doesn't mean anything. But th- come mm-hmm. on, it does mean something. You finished cool. first for the first time ever, and you did it undefeated, too.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty special. Yeah. Um... I think there is a huge question mark going into the season just with COVID and nobody being having played for two years and all these things. But um, our team was able to stay pretty committed over COVID. And actually, we were in the gym lots um, pretty much throughout all of COVID as it allowed, obviously. Um, but so we had worked really, really hard. So it was, it was pretty special and really fitting to see um, everything kind of come together when we finally got back to be able to play other teams and things like that. So and you to do it for the first time, eight and0 was it was pretty special. Pretty yeah. special.
0: So you got a big playoff game, you had a, a bit of a break. Is the team pretty rested and healthy here coming into this game?
3: Yeah, no, it's, it's an eight game season at the end you're always pretty banged up, even if you're not hurt and you're playing through things. Everybody was a little rundown for sure. Um, but the week off was really nice. We came back pretty fresh now and, yeah just looking looking ahead and excited to get to this playoff game already.
0: Tell us about your opponents this week.
3: Uh, Yeah, we're playing the Rifles. We're kind of a rivalry team for us. It's always a battle when we play them. But um, we're pretty excited to get going here. We got some stuff tripped up for them. We'll we'll be ready to go.
0: You did them dirty early on in the season at Liable Field. I was standing beside Chris Getzlaff watching that game, and that was – a. I left early. It's kind of like a train wreck I didn't want to watch anymore because you guys hammered (laughs) them. But is there a danger in looking past this team to what you're hoping is an inevitable matchup at home against the Hilltops for the championship?
3: Yeah, we're not looking past anyone. We've we've had or I've had games in my career before where we thought we 100% had the win or something like that and maybe just came in slightly less focused or wasn't completely all there for that game and we've lost before in that situation. So, we haven't played them for 6 weeks. They've done better, we've done better. So, definitely not looking ahead. We're preparing for these guys and just taking it one day at a time.
0: You know, your coaches, whoever I've talked to, whether it's Ensign, Macaulay, Rumba, everybody's talked about your business-like approach and everybody says, oh yeah, we're taking it the next game, the next game. I really thought, uh, you know, after those two Hilltop games, uh, would there be a mm-hmm. letdown? Could they go undefeated? But just talk mm-hmm. about that business-like mentality and uh, who who's who's credited for, uh, for giving you guys that?
3: I think honestly it goes to the coaching staff they really like make it a point to say like we take it game by game we're zero and zero every week you know we're trying to get to that one and oh every single week so they've really had a done a good job this year of just keeping us locked in and focused on the task at hand and not looking ahead or anything like that so we've we've always been just locked in on our one game and then we'll figure out the rest after
0: that hey the trend in football now especially in the nfl is to go single digit with your jersey your number eight i believe does that Mm -hmm. have uh, any significance for you the number eight
4: um
3: i mean it is kind of building uh significance over time here but i actually always wore 20 in high school so yeah when i got to the thunder uh, i think somebody else had 20 um and eight was just the open number that i thought was nice so uh it's definitely becoming a special number for me but um, nothing really specific in my past or anything like that.
0: 20 not a good receiving number. Eight looks slick. I mean, <laughs> Eight looks slick when you're running by the DB on, on a post. So lastly, does your uh, brother-in-law, Ben Hebert, get in your ear and give you any uh, unsolicited advice before games or anything like that?
3: He for sure has, yeah. He'll usually watch some games and shoot me a text after or say something, yeah. um, let me know what the work on, stuff like that. Yeah, he's should like
0: that. Hey, uh, please don't tell me you're like him and you're a Steelers fan.
3: No, no, no. I'm a Vikings fan, so I don't know if that's much better, but <laughs> uh,
0: are, you, are you are right you a, are you a degenerate gambler like him?
3: No, 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 no! I have not stepped into that world just yet.
0: So. <laughs> well, don't let don't let him pollute your mind because he polluted my mind with this one betting site. And I'm I'm not spending earth shattering money, but he he's got me hooked <laughs> now on games I wouldn't care about. Like I'm betting on I'm betting on yeah. as we tape this. I'm betting on Chicago and Carolina in hockey. And normally I wouldn't give a shit about either of yeah. those teams. Yeah, well, it makes things inter- interesting, I guess. Well, I, I put all my money on the Regina Thunder this weekend against the rifles. I'd bet everything I own, and fortunately, I don't own very much. So, <laughs> hey, uh, Isaac, thanks for this, man. I appreciate it. Good luck, okay?
3: Yeah, thank you so much.
0: it's game six of the World Series here from Houston between the Astros and Braves and the batter steps into the Betty Crocker batter's box. Your batter is always better with Betty Crocker's cake mix. Here's the first pitch and it's ball one brought to you by Walmart where the prices are low and inside. You see the pitcher there standing on the Goodyear Tire Rubber looking for the Remax Realty sign from his catcher. He tugs in the front of his pants, brought to you by Tough Actin' Tenactin. Apply twice daily for relief. And there's a hit into the gap out in center field. The gap with fall classic clothing. He rounds the Marks Work Warehouse first base and slides into Burger King second base with a double. Get a double-decker Whopper with cheese while you sit in your couch watching the game. Time now for a Budweiser pitching change. We'll take a break for Gillette, the best commercial a man can get. And we are headed to the fourth quarter stretch here on Growing the Game with Ballsy, but just before that, let's recognize our third title sponsor, Advantage Collision in Saskatoon and Prince Albert. Thanks to Ben Garrow for getting on board and supporting football in the province. This dude's a great man. Now, Advantage Collision in Saskatoon and PA is your SGI elite-accredited auto body repair shop, locally owned and a certified collision OEM-approved shop. They provide comprehensive service as part of a worldwide network of best in-class collision repair shops. They manage the entire process on your behalf to ensure that everything you need is taken care of. The high-performing, technically advanced team of experts knows how to deliver exceptional workmanship and service in the shortest time possible. Call Advantage Collision because they care about your safety. And our fourth quarter sponsor here on Growing the Game with Ballsy, Driven Automotive. They've offered superior auto repair services in Regina since 2006, and their customers' total satisfaction is what they deliver. Check them out in North Regina on Broad Street. Time now to talk high school football playoffs. In Regina, the 5A championship game pits Corey Lechner's Greenall Griffins, based out of Balgoni, against Chris Latimer's Sheldon Williams Spartans. And the 6A championship game has two powerhouses locking up as John Ford and the LeBoldis Golden Suns tangle with Dean Kuz's Miller Marauders. For the Saskatoon story, let's check in with my radio colleague, Clayton Croker of 96.3 Cruise FM. All right, Clayton, thanks for joining me again. So uh, let's uh, talk high school football in Saskatoon before we get to the 6A game coming up. How about the 5A champs? Let's talk about them.
4: Yeah, the BGM Saints, I mean, led by their quarterback, who's a Husky commit. Uh, I coach for St. Joe's, and we actually played BGM this year. There's a lot of weird 6A, 5A crossover in the Saskatoon League. But BGM, like, like, they can play. They could definitely be in the 6A league. It just so happens that they're a wagon in the 5A league. Uh, big O line, big D line. But yeah, their quarterback. Uh, his name is Skeesting right now, but he's a big guy around 6'3, 6'4, playing for the Huskies next year. Uh, they got a great defense, too. BGM has built a really, really good program. It's just they're never at the top A level, they're always at the level below Holy Cross and St. Joe's, but they built a great program
0: there. And speaking of Holy Cross and St. Joe's, uh, you're uh, the quarterback's coach. You help out with St. Joe's. Let's talk about it. You guys are in the big uh, six eight championship tell us about your season to this point
4: well st joe's i mean i'm a bit biased Balzy, but i think (laughs) we're the best team in the city uh our quarterback quinn hofer um i hope he goes to the hilltops because man is he a good quarterback this guy can throw on the run better than anyone in the province his play action man if you can watch the highlights no one gives a better play-action fake than Quinn Hofer for St. Joe's. This guy is lights out. Unfortunately, another Husky commit. Aaron Saul McCall he's been a starter for Joe's for four years. Uh, he's not going to be playing. He's got a knee injury he's mm. been dealing with. Uh, Reed Murphy, though, has been so under the radar this year for joe's he's a great receiver uh the defense they're doing okay brian Gebert leads them he's one of the best defensive coordinators in the province on the high school level but uh holy cross man they're a dynasty here uh st joe's hasn't won a city title since 2003 and they're looking to change that against cross they've won basically every city title in the past 14 15 years so it's my alma mater going up against my current school ball it's, it should be a fun one yeah that's a
0: you're you're conflicted there buddy
4: uh, not anymore, man. Go Joes. <laughs> Go Joes, man. Because Holy Cross, again, Holy Cross and Saskatoon, they're the sports school, right? They're known as being great at athletics. And and everyone else in the, in the city hates them for it, right? And being on the other side of it now, man, I get it. I yeah. get it. They're like the Patriots of Saskatoon. Everyone hates the dynasty.
0: So uh, did you guys meet in the regular season?
4: We did play twice. We beat Holy Cross the first game 13 to 5, which was huge because Holy Cross is running back. He's he's probably going to be a future Husky as well. We we limited him to I think under under 100 yards. Second game they got the best of us, but it was back and forth Joe's recovered an onside kick with a minute left. We thought we were going to win it, but we didn't. But it's going to be a great game on Friday night at SMF
0: Field. So uh, what do you think? What do you got to do to beat these guys?
4: Uh, there's this guy named Ethan Lang, plays yeah. for uh, Holy Cross. He's uh, he's a Husky commit as well. This guy flies yeah, all has. over the field. I know Holy Cross is dealing with some suspensions and some injuries on their defense, so we're looking at maybe exposing him there. But with a guy like Ethan Lang, you can't expose the defense because he's literally all over the field. Uh, he might be small, but... And one of the best football players Saskatoon's produced in the past little bit. It's just Holy Cross has that tradition, right? And when you have that winning tradition, it's just it's built in your blood, no matter how many players you graduate. So it's just gonna be tough for a team like Joe's who hasn't won in so long to to go up against the Goliath at
0: his cross. Yeah, so but what's the message from your coaching staff as you go into this? Us against the world? Are you are you using little mental gymnastics on your team, kinda like that? Nobody expects it's- us to win. They, they're the Patriots.
4: It's kind of weird because this year we were like the Patriots. Uh, No big deal, but we were in the top ten for the uh, (laughs) Canadian football rankings. We were at number seven, number eight for a while before we lost to Cross. So we were kind of the Goliath this year, but at the same time we're not because of the past decade. Cross has just owned the city, so it's a weird feeling. We're like Goliath, but we're also not.
0: Interesting. Well, I love your passion, man. I, I'm uh, happy to see that you're giving back to the community, not only through your radio work at 96.3 Cruise FM, but back to the sport of football. And, of course, your claim to fame besides six interceptions in a junior football game is the fact you beat, liquored up Darian Durant in a passing competition at a rush game.
4: Hey, get it right. Six pick sixes in a season. Six oh. in a game would be impossible, man. If you're, <laughs> you're leaving your quarterback in after six pick sixes, Come on.
0: No, that That happened in the NFL back in the day, way back in the day. A dude was in there for six interceptions in a game.
4: Serious. Matt Schaub? Wasn't that Matt Schaub?
0: (laughs) I don't know, man. could have been a Chargers quarterback for all I know, the way they break my heart every year. Good luck, man. I'll check in with you. Hopefully we're uh, talking about a championship for St. Joe's.
4: Hey, thanks, Ballsy, and go
0: North Dakota, hey? Yeah. Well, I'm a little biased, I know, but I think this has been an outstanding edition of Growing the Game with Ballsy. Make sure you share this podcast with everybody you know in the football community, your friends, your family, your teammates. Check out Growing the Game with Ballsy on the various social platforms, Growing the Game with Ballsy Facebook page, where we have our top 50 show going on there, and uh, that's been wildly popular to this point. On Instagram, GTG with Ballsy. On Twitter, GTG with Ballsy. You can also check out my football talk on my personal Facebook page, Michael Ball. Yeah, let's spread the word. That's the best way to preserve and grow the sport that we love. And I think we're kind of at a tough time for football in Canada at all levels as we work our way out of this weird last 20 months. Anyway. I think we can go a little extra here because, well, it's my podcast and hopefully you're still listening. Let's talk a little bit with our friend Manny Arsenault, former rider, lion, Minnesota Viking. And he's going to give us a tip here to the young receivers. We're going to talk 50-50 balls with the Manny Show. You know,
5: when that ball is in the air, it's like, hey, I got to come down with this ball or nobody's coming down with it. But it's more so about your position and body position, um, where you at on the field. If the DB's on your back, you know you got a chance to go up. If the DB is underneath you, that's when you got to use your body position. And it's sort of like you press down on his shoulder, he can't jump, but it actually catapults you into the air. But you got terms as climbing the ladder. That's when you're going right up, the DB is underneath you, and you're going up top. Then you know the moment of truth catch. Is that one in the air, you and the DB side by side, and somebody got to go up? and make a play on the ball. But you look back at the days where Duke was playing with a Darius Bowman. Man, Mike Riley made a lot of money throwing up that 50-50 ball to either those two guys. Um, we're not just stretching it down the field to a Darrell Walker, but yeah. you you just go back and look at the catches that was made. That was a big part of Darius' game, a big part of Duke' game, big part of mine. Then you look at Brian Burnham, he got the acrobat 50-50 catches where it's like, it right, ain't that 50-50 ball, but what he did, he he did something spectacular being able to twist and torque his body in the air, but it's that ball, man, like waiting on a rebound. And that's yeah. exactly what it is. Who's yeah. going to go up and get the rebound for this ball?
0: I'll tell you something right now, Matty, it's interesting when we just throw out 50-50 ball. Guys like Burnham... Arsenal, Duke Williams, and, and you mentioned Bowman. It wasn't often, it wasn't 50-50 balls. They were 30-70 balls. That's what takes, well, serious. That's what takes elite receivers to the next level.
5: Yeah, yeah, because you know when the ball is yours, when the ball go up is yours. They knew when we was in jumbo personnel, I'm lined up to the field one-on-one. No ear fans, or buts about it. We throwing the ball up in the air and we finna not come down with it. And, and that was just the mindset going out there. Everybody knew my game. A guy that can run, a possession catcher, I was going to block, but I was going to do any and everything that was asked from the offensive coordinator. But when you can make that 50-50 ball, being like a McRoberts body, and those guys coming in, man, that's how you make a living. And if you do it consistency, consistently, you can play a
0: very – long time this has been growing the game with balsy if you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game email michael ball at mball at harvard com. can be heard weekdays in regina on 104.9 the wolf morning show and during saskatchewan rough riders and u of Rams broadcasts on 620 ckrm